Welcome to Bankless Bites, a new weekly show out of Bankless, a little like the weekly roll-up, but more opinions, less news, closer to touching on the conversations that are going around crypto of the week, or really whatever me and Ryan want to talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you don't like our opinions, this show is probably not for you. Unfiltered, sometimes wrong, always fun. Three to five topics every single week, trying to get it under 30 minutes. Always an ambitious endeavor. This is our first rodeo on this show. So the show will change and adapt, but the idea of the show is to be pretty raw and uncut. No filter. Ryan, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we got four topics of the week, David. Number one, I want to talk to you about bankless breakpoints. Okay, actually, Bankless showed up at Breakpoints and you went. <laughs> and a lot of people were upset about that. Yeah. How dare you? So we other talk other people liked it. Yeah. Uh, also, Solana versus Ethereum. That has been the subject this mm. week all over crypto Twitter. And I think that's where we're getting inspiration from the show, honestly, is like things that people are talking about on crypto Twitter. That we've got takes uh, about. And speaking of that, we got to do a feelings check in because mm-hmm. you are disappointed with somebody this week. I, I believe... You have some disappointment with Chris Berninski. Yeah, with, I wanna, with that. I want to unpack yeah. that. I want to uh-huh. see where that comes from. Uh, get into the kind of the emotional layer of that. David's disappointed uh, with dad. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, what should Bankless do about Solana? That has been a, a, a conversation that I think we need to have. Um, David, before we get in, you're going to speed run through the ads. So uh, let's play it. Kraken knows crypto. We are all on the journey of building a better financial system and Kraken has been leading that charge for over a decade. Crypto is world changing tech and it's Kraken's mission to accelerate the adoption of crypto so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom. Head over to kraken.com to see what crypto can be. And once you buy your assets on Kraken and you need to start exploring DeFi, make sure you explore it through your MetaMask portfolio, a deeper, more expansive way to use MetaMask that gives you the battle station you need to navigate the bull market. You can buy swap, bridge, and stake your crypto assets with ease. I already know that you have a MetaMask wallet, so go check out your MetaMask portfolio. Did you know that Arbitrum is the fourth largest chain by economic activity in crypto? How did Arbitrum get there? Well, with low fees and fast transactions, of course. With over 600 apps on Arbitrum, the Arbitrum ecosystem has a solution for you. Whether you're into DeFi, NFTs, or you simply need a fast chain, or even if you want your own dedicated throughput with an Arbitrum orbit, Arbitrum has a home for you. Visit Arbitrum.io to get started with your journey with one of the most active chains in crypto. And if you want to try out a newer layer two to the Ethereum family, try out Celo, a battle-tested EVM layer one that has recently decided to move to Ethereum. Celo is the mobile-first carbon-negative blockchain built for the regenerative future. With the Celo layer two, gas fees will stay low, and you can even pay for gas using ERC-20 tokens. Follow Celo.org on Twitter and visit Celo.org to shape the future of Ethereum. Or maybe you think that there are too many layer twos on Ethereum for you to manage. Don't worry, Uniswap is helping all of Ethereum layer twos fade into the background, as Intense from Uniswap X allows you to seamlessly swap from chain to chain without even thinking about it. With Uniswap X, Ethereum Layer 2 has become just Ethereum. No chain burdens, just good swapping and optimized execution. Try out Uniswap X by going to app.uniswap.org to get you from asset to asset and chain to chain without thinking. Are you launching a token? Is it already live? How are you managing the legal and tax for providing token awards to your team? Toku simplifies everything about managing token grant compensation, and you can get started for free. With Toku, you'll have access to top-notch legal and tax support to handle the distribution and management of tokens for your team. Toku understands every grant structure and caters to every step of the compliance process. Visit them at toku.com bankless. And last up, GMX, but specifically GMX V2, offering even faster on-chain trading for DeFi liquidity providers. GMX is a permissionless decentralized exchange that offers perpetual futures and spot trading. Liquidity providers receive 63% of all of GMX's protocol fees and GMX users get a referral 
link to lower fees for you and your referrals. Try out GMX V2 now at app.gmx.io. Now onto the show. All right, first topic. David, you went to Solana Breakpoints Conference. Here's you. You are uh, interviewing, looks like, Anatoly and Austin mm -hmm. from Solana. So first, how dare you? <laughs> people were upset about this. Some people were upset about this. I, I want to tap into why you decided to go to a Solana conference in the first place. Mm. A lot of people said Bankless showed up. I think because you are a representative of Bankless, right. I would say that that's true. We showed up. Yeah. Uh, yet also, it was you. Yeah. It wasn't the rest of the team. Right. I, I didn't show up, for yeah. instance. What, it almost sounds like I'm making like excuses for this or something, or like I'm padding in some way, but oh my God, you just went to a conference. Right. Who cares? Right. Uh, but, but somehow this shows some significance. Anyway, give me the context of like, why did you decide to go to this thing anyway? Yeah, there, there's like so much context. First, it was like, I signed up for this talk at ETH Lisbon. I wanted to go to ETH Lisbon. I was going to go to Turkey afterwards for DevConnect. And then like Solana Breakpoint was just like, oh, it's just like in Amsterdam and it's like two days before. So I'll just go two days earlier and just like, why not? Uh, then I canceled my DevConnect plans, but that's, that's a, a different story. Um, the other, the other answer is just like, you say that like people were disappointed in that I went to uh, Solana and I don't really want to like overemphasize that. I think like some people are like, uh, some Ethereum people are like, yo, why are you guys legitimizing what we consider to be an illegitimate project? But I well, would, it, it, I think it feels like, imagine if a Democrat went to, showed up at a Republican uh, yeah, conference. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's the like the, it the tribal games are, are saying that. I don't think that really scales out to like all of Ethereum, but, who, but yes, some people are like, what are you, what are you doing? And granted, this is the first non-Ethereum conference that I've ever gone to, right? Uh, like either I go to something like totally neutral, like um, Missouri mainnet, or I go to Ethereum events. Um, so this is, this is like a step out. Like why, what, what was my motivation? It's like, well, Solana is having a narrative moment in this present time. Uh, Soul price is pumping. I decided to go before Soul price moved. Um, so I bought my ticket like months ago. Um, I just like, I don't know how to get a vibe for Solana that, isn't through Twitter, which is a terrible place to get a Solana vibe because yeah. the Solana community like owns the Solana narrative on crypto Twitter at this present moment. And then also like my Ethereum circles aren't going to do it either. And so like, how do I go figure out for myself what Solana what's is real? and what's real and who goes to Solana conferences and how many people go? I just had to go see for it for myself. And also Amsterdam well, is a nice city. Before, before I ask you to vibe check, because I, I want to hear a mm -hmm. bit more about like your, your impressions, your, your takeaways from this, though, is just like I'll note that you, d you, you go to you've got bon been to Ethereum conferences. You've been mm -hmm. to kind of generic, uh, right. you know, blockchain crypto right. conferences before, but um, you haven't gone to like a Cardano conference. For I, don't, example. I don't think Cardano I'm, conferences exist and I would also you, not go to one. Okay, or a Tezos conference, Correct. Uh, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Okay, so, so what about Solana? So uh, what is different? I mean, if you if you talk to some people, they'll say there's really only a few communities that are really building. Uh, one is, of course, Ethereum and its layer two ecosystem. Another is Cosmos still building in, in mm -hmm. Solana. Is it as simple as that, that there's just signs of life? And then, by the way, Cardano people would say, you're missing this whole world out there, you know, bankless <laughs> idiots and shills and, and morons. And you should you should you should come see what we're building. But you you went to Solana. You didn't go right. to these other events. Why? Um I mean, I, the the only answer I have is like that Solana seems to have captured a narrative, and there are people that I respect and trust in this space that say that like what Solana is building is real. 
And these are people like our friend, uh, Mike Ippolito from Blockworks, for example, and um, John Charbonneau, uh, who will also like kind of pad is like, well, you know, Solana tech is good. The why are people investing in the ecosystem? I think is like not, it's not, it's not a full Solana bull case, but like Solana has some sort of narrative. They have a narrative that separates them from Tezos or Cardano or- But they're also like Rip building. I mean, there's stuff being built, right? Yeah, there's stuff being built, yes. Um, yeah, uh, and I, they have, uh, Solana has occupied a certain part of the design space that no one else has. Uh, and, and I mean, that's also true for every other ecosystem, but I don't know. I think like the Solana movement, Solana effort is unique and has captured certain set of, of builders and mindshare of at least in the narrative space. And this is something we'll talk about later, but just like they've, they've captured some sort of territory and I want to go see why. Okay. So give me your takeaways. What's the, yeah. how does it contrast from yeah. say an Ethereum conference? Yeah. They're like the average Solana person. And I would call like this low level systems engineer, system developers, like the X Tesla X, um, Apple X, uh, SpaceX type of people that, are just like software builders that are very tapped into what hardware is. And like, this should come as no surprise. Like Solana is all about hardware, hardware, hardware. Um, uh, and I just want to, and th that this is like the, the, the people that I'm meeting and the takeaways that I have. Um, and the, I, I get in there, Anatoly's giving his main stage talk to on the opening day, followed by like, they do like the whole parade of people, uh, like all the, the community leaders, all the builder leaders. Um, yeah. and like, the one thing I noticed it was hard not to notice is like they're kind of doing like main stage jabs at Ethereum, <laughs> like like in in the opening keynote programming of like the first five talks that lasted like the first hour hour and twenty minutes. Like there was a handful of like jokes jabs at Ethereum, just like and like we're doing more transactions per second than any layer three on Ethereum, right? Like why do you, we don't need layers? Blah 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 blah. Uh, so like it's, I, it's interesting that you say that because like I, I would say in the earlier days of Ethereum conferences, there were definitely jabs towards Bitcoin, right? So like, were there? Um, yeah. I, I don't think that the entire community was like in contrast to mm. Bitcoin, but like, um, you know, Bitcoiners didn't believe that uh, Ethereum could run, a, you know, a full a, node, a full node. Yeah. For, for instance, they were getting confused with the difference between an archive node and a you know, full right. node, stuff like this. Right. Like there were definitely some kind of light light jabs for sure. My difference for why this is different versus that versus this is that Bitcoiners, Bitcoin maximalists were just creating absolutely just off base falsehoods along the lines of you can't run Ethereum full node. It was, it was yeah. just not even, it was actually straight up delusion. And so when like, and, and I don't know if it, but that like Ethereum jabs at Bitcoin wasn't on the main stage. Like that was in the crowds, right? Mm -hmm. That's what, that's sure. what I would say. Anyways. Okay. So what else? What else? Uh, what else? Um, if, uh, one, 1,500 people is a rough gut check. 1,000 to 1,500 people, I think. Uh, hosted in this like town that's pretty far away from uh, actual Amsterdam, like a 20 to 30 minute drive. Because they had like this entire campus. It was actually kind of a good move. So if you're going to, Solana was like a four day conference. Uh, and so if you're going to be at this four day conference, uh, it was like a campus with different buildings and you could go from building to building to building. Uh, and so they kind of like had this territory that was all to themselves and like different themes and different buildings, right? 
Um, Did you feel like at any point you were like behind enemy lines? Like <laughs> you were like invade, invade, like inviting another tribe. Was there ever the sense that uh, no, like, no. Oh, here's the here's the bankless guy. He, he's here's an Ethereum guy, and what's he doing at a, a conference? Or was it very welcoming and? I've, I've been behind enemy lines before, uh, back in my old POV days, I went to a Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin meetup, uh, in San Francisco where it was me, CK, my old Bitcoiner co-host of the POV crypto podcast and 50 Bitcoiners, including like people like Pierre Richard. That were totally on CK's side and not your side. Oh, there was, there were Bitcoiners, bro. It was the, it was the Bitcoiners. I mean, Bitcoin uh, maximalists probably. Yes. It was like, it, dude, it's I'm like, a Bitcoiner. It was like I mean, Pierre like Richard and. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, That's like a Bitcoiner the, and right Bitstein, there. <laughs> like everyone was a Bitcoiner and like, yeah, yeah, there were some like teases, but it was very welcoming. And if the Bitcoin maxis can accept, and this was in 2019, if the Bitcoin maxis can accept Ethereum, Ethereum into their circle, I just knew that like. This, this the is, tribal warfare on Twitter is does not show up in real life, and I had very strong convictions about that, and I just always know that that's true. And so going to the Solana conference, it wasn't really going to. It was a little bit like, oh, David from Bankless is at a Solana conference. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a little bit of that, but it's mostly just like I I got the same level of like. Uh, it's great to see you. Recognition. Like, hey, I, like, and I like your podcast. Like, and you you don't get this a lot because you don't go to in real life conferences, no. but just like in real life, there's just no toxicity. People are Everyone nice. Everyone is, people are nice. People like, and I, I got an equal amount of just like, hey, thanks for doing what you guys do. You guys yeah. got me into crypto. I got that like at an equal amount at the Solana conference as I do it as any Ethereum conference. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a theme for the rest of this episode, which is just like pe peering in on social media. Do you right. know um, uh, Sam Harris? He, he quit Twitter. He's mm -hmm. somebody's podcast I listen to a lot. And he describes like social media and Twitter specifically as like a funhouse mirror distortion yeah. of reality. Yeah. And so you look into it and the 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 shape, the person reflecting back at you uh -huh. is just like this distorted, misfigured right like perception of a yeah, person. Yeah. And that's true when you look at other people through the funhouse mirror of social media and Twitter specifically. And people are just not like this in real life. Right. There's a tendency to think like if you go on crypto Twitter right now, especially, I think it's gotten worse in the last, since I've joined uh, crypto. Yeah. Uh, it is a cesspool of toxicity. Yeah. That's the way it feels. Or it's just like shilling. It's like short term. Yeah. It's like, it is not real life. Right. And I, I wonder if there's an element, David, that we're like, we're all in crypto. We're like two online. And we just like don't have real conversations, long form conversations in real life. Here's a guy who's always in the office, but I even think a podcast zoom, people are not right. assholes on zoom right. the way they are on Twitter. Great. But then also they were throwing mainstay jabs at an opposing <laughs> ecosystem. So like, it's a little sure. bit of both, right? But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the little, yeah, it's a little uh, competition? Healthy. I mean, also, I will, uh, we need to move on to the next subject because we need, otherwise we're going to have an the next subject is the same subject, David. <laughs> um, but like, I, I will say just like, uh, Ethereum people, I think, have some sort of like responsibility in creating that in Solana because I mean, the Ethereum versus Solana tribes have been fighting for years now and Ethereum people like learn to cut their teeth against Bitcoiners and then they turn that against Solana. And like, we're kind of good at it, but Solana learned to be really good at it. And now they're Oh, so they're back. really good at being the underdog is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so like we, I think Ethereum people have some sort of like, we kind of taught them what, how to behave. And but, so and they, they, and now they're, they're spitting at back it. at us and they're, <laughs> they're kind of better at it than us. All right. Yeah. Well, let's move on. It's, it's a different topic, but it's still the same topic. So yeah. uh, Solana versus Ethereum. That has been yeah. the big conversation this week. And I think one of the standout tweets from this week was um, Solana Bull. Also, Ethereum bull, I yes. should say. And also Bitcoin, Bitcoin bull. bull. 
Okay, so you could be bullish on multiple assets. Do you know that, David? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, and uh, Chris Bernitsky is, in particular, he's bullish not only on Sol the asset and Ethereum and Ether the asset, but on the uh, Sol over Ethereum, kind of the ratio here. Yeah. So the, this tweet I'll lead with. From its 2022 bottom, Sol has now outperformed ETH 3x. Uh, this cycle, Sol has been and likely will continue to be the faster horse. This mm. is the context. So people are observing this sole price run up and they're looking at Ethereum and they're saying Ethereum is like the horse and buggy mm -hmm. and uh, Solana is the Ferrari and uh, like Sol is going to be like the new the new savior of the bull market. It's going to like not not necessarily overtake Ethereum, but it's going to be the, the, the primary driver here. Yep. I, I guess that's the context of this whole crypto Twitter Sol versus uh, Ethereum thing. So what do you think about this? Uh, yes. Okay. Part of my current uh, interpretation of Solana is like it's all it's a lot of people taking positions in Solana on the narrative. Solana will likely to be the faster horse. I think you could reword that and be like Solana, and uh, one of the reasons why uh, there, Solana, to its credit, has um, attracted a certain type of developer that Ethereum would have never attracted like the low-level hardware systems engineers. We're not going to Ethereum because Ethereum is not a nerd snipe for them. Solana is. Um, that's that's the truth of like the signal through the noise. A lot of the noise, I think, is embodied in like this last line of uh, Chris's tweet, which is Solana is the faster horse, which I would like to reword to being Solana is not Ethereum and it's tiny. So the, Ethereum, so the Solana market cap is uh, 18 billion versus Ethereum 230 billion. Like a lot of people on crypto Twitter, who which are helping set the narrative, the real this is my hot take. The real reason why they're there is because it's not Ethereum, and the market cap is twenty one twentieth the size. Okay, and so, so they are making a they are filling a position based on that dichotomy. So you're making the case that this is traders doing a a, a narrative, um, a narrative trade, a narrative of course, trade. right? Yeah. And like uh -huh. Sol is down, of right. course it's going to pump uh, more right. fully. Okay, right. that's not what Chris is saying. I I. Just, I Maybe that's what he's doing. But like right. what he's saying is, no, David, stop being an ETH maxi. Right. That is being dismissive of what's actually being built. The fundamentals mm -hmm. are uh, like incredible for Solana. It's this new <laughs> high transaction throughput, yeah. um, like yeah. execution layer. You know, there, there's the modular strategy where that Ethereum is pursuing. That's all well and good. But you get all of these kind of fragmented L2s and people don't know which L2 to kind of bet on. Uh, it's, it's maybe it feels to some like it's more messy and here's Solana just executing this, like, I don't know, infinity, I, a lot of transactions. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. know what the reality is where, where this stands up to, but fire dancers, new Solana clients promising all of these things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's saying, no, it's not just a narrative trade. Wake right. up. Right. This, this is fundamentals we're talking about. Right. The fundamentals behind Solana are up for debate. Um, I think we can say like, yes, yeah, Solana is super fast. People, anyone who tells you that they are doing 50,000 transactions per second is including vote transactions, which are not transactions. They're like how consensus has happened. Uh, it's like really in reality, like three to 500. Uh, the last time Solana hit 400 transactions per second, it fell over. It hasn't gotten back there since. Um, and also t like actual on-chain metrics around Solana are empty. Like TVL is on the floor. Like so the sole token has gone up in price, but TVL and usage is flat or down. And so this is why I'm saying like, 
I that that can all change immediately because of the fundamentals of like Solana being very fast, you know, finality at the speed of light, blah 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 blah. But like right now, like what I see Chris doing is taking a victory lap because he filled his Solana bag during the FTX uh, <laughs> collapse, and then Solana is like. Solana has just mean reverted to being back above its FTX uh, So collapse. you're just saying it's too early for a victory lap. We're 3X and that's not a big deal when it was down, you know, by If we're trying to go for like 97%. actual real adoption, this is not that. This is right. just Solana mean reverting. Well, here, here's another point of context is um, I tweeted this out and uh, I don't know, a lot of people hated it. <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> Uh, Ethereum, uh, or every layer two is under 10 billion right now, while Solana floats above 22 billion. So if you look at uh, OP or ARB or Matic, um, it's all 10 billion or under. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet, here, here's the interesting thing, and yet um, Solana would be a third in active users and fourth in total locked value. Out of four. Uh, out of out of out of these four, and I said, do with this what you will. I know what I'm doing. So this mm. is me expressing. If Chris is expressing his bullish take on Solana, this is me expressing my bullish take on layer twos right. uh, in general, B and based on on-chain verifiable metrics. Yes. Now, uh, Tushar, uh, our friend at Multicoin, says like these TVL uh, terrible met metrics. So is active addresses and actively harmful. And I get that. They're not like everything. They're not the only metric you can look at. But it is something. It's better than narrative. It's better than no data points. Yeah, they're not least. actively harmful, Tushar. <laughs> they're just actively harmful to your thesis. I mean, but but we could also look at block sales versus expenses, which is my favorite because this is Sybil resistant. Right. And if you look at Solana revenue versus its expenses on a monthly basis, of course, expenses is right. sole issuance great. and revenue is the amount of money it brings in through... Um, selling its block space, either transaction order flow or actually just selling it with fees. And uh, it's losing a lot of money every month, David. Right. Um, yes, that's always been our, our critique about the sole value capture thesis is that it is penetrative pricing, as in it operates at a loss to achieve scale. Yeah, but I'll tell you that wasn't the that wasn't my Twitter L for the week. All right, I'll tell you what my Twitter L was, which well, I that got was a dub because that got hella hella likes. And maybe also, you also maybe. ratioed to Char. If 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 we are accounting for Twitter likes, well, look at this, signal, look at this. which Mer they are not. Mer Mer is really close here though, right? Ryan, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. This is um, a Solana bull. TVL and active addresses are easily gained. Uh, Solana does more TPS. That is horseshit, dude. TVL is not. Oh, he thinks TVL is gamed because remember the guy who did like triple, quadruple, nine x counting of TVL on Solana. They're not. It's gamed on depending on how you account for it. And then he goes TPS is actually the true metric, which is the most gameable metric there is. Yeah. But l l let me show you where I got absolutely uh, destroyed. Sure. <laughs> on Twitter. Tell me. So then a couple days later. So um, one thing that. I think it's important that I grew up believing uh -huh. in, in crypto in part of this notion of decentralization, which is very difficult to define. How do you define decentralization? There, there are many different um, next like layers. There, there are many different axes of decentralization. But one of them, I think, is and this has been true since ever since Bitcoin, is the ability of a non-validating user to mm -hmm. run a full node. Yep. Okay. What does that mean? I'm not talking about a staker. I'm not talking about a validator necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. um, although running a full node is necessary for those entities right. in order to keep it at a data center. I'm talking about somebody who's just wanting to validate and check that what the blockchain is producing isn't BS, 
Right. Okay. So yeah, you have the Ethereum staking validator, which is validating transactions and adding them to the chain, and then you and have producing the full, blocks and producing That's blocks. Different. And then yeah. you have the full node validation of the validators, which is like yes, they follow the rules, and that is a permissionless system. You don't need ETH stake for that. Yeah. And I did a long ass tweet uh, mm-hmm. because you can do that now on Twitter. Yep. yep. And I just said full nodes, non-validating full nodes. I think they're kind of important, mm-hmm. and I think that other chains that maximize for TPS throughput have um, made it such that full nodes become much more difficult to run mm-hmm. on consumer hardware and are therefore very unlikely to be able to uh, be run at home or uh, you know on a mobile device or something like that. And hey guys, isn't running a full node and validating the chain, like verifying, not trusting, isn't that important? A core tenant of the bankless thesis. You cannot be bankless if you cannot validate the chain independently. This was not a popular take, David. <laughs> Let me tell I you. I got I'm absolutely like double ratio destroyed. I could go into like, I had to like mute the thread. Uh, uh, Udi came in. Oh, Udi Christ. came and said, yeah, this is what Bitcoiners said. Bitcoin Maximus says, he said in 2017 cycle, Ethereum stakeholders, including Vitalik, prompted it promoted it as the high TPS layer one compared to Bitcoin. No, he didn't. I don't the Bitcoin maxis were all. furious for the same reasons you mentioned, but luckily Twitter was limited to 280 characters back then, so their complaints were more succinct. Uh, That's just get, fake. Get take, Udy. That's just fake. Yeah. Um, anyway, I got absolutely ratioed by uh, many of these things. Uh, Anatoly, almost. Uh, Mert, certainly. Um, it says I'm not an engineer. Uh, apparently, right. I'm a, I am studied political science. Um, I'm good at communicating. I didn't study political science. I mean, it's just like casually. But uh, anyway, absolutely slammed. Like just nonstop. I had to mute this thread, David, because it was just. <laughs> can, was can you scroll down to, a to dark where place. he says uh, uh, anyone with a one gigabyte gigabit internet can run a a, a full node? Uh, I, I don't see that. The he, uh, he, that's quite the response here. He says that he said I just read that line somewhere. Here? So like I was talking to somebody in the Solana community about like, hey, I would like to like create a validator. Uh, can I, I, I have a beefy machine, right? I don't know yeah. if you know this. I built the no. computer myself. Yeah. You, know, you don't brag yeah. about your beefy machines very yeah, often. Su- but super beefy machine, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I actually have, I think, I have the hardware to run a, a Solana validator. It's consumer hard- I, I think that's right. I haven't tried. You but got the I hardware. Actually, but I cannot do it. And do you know why? Bandwidth. Bandwidth. And I am in New York. Okay, and, what's, and so what, the, what is the bandwidth that's required versus what do you have? Fiber optics is what you need. Um, I, th- I I'm sure there's more nuances than that. Like f- not all fiber optics is the same. I have one gigabit download speed on my Ethernet like cable uh, internet, which is, I mean, fast. It's as fast right. as I can get. I can't get it right. any faster. I do not right. have access to fiber optics. Okay, so if you had access to fiber though, mm-hmm. right, and you had a beefy machine, mm-hmm. it would be possible for you to run at home. I think so. Let's say that. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I wasn't calling in my in my parent tweet. I wasn't calling out any particular ecosystem. Right. I was saying, hey, let's be conscious of the trade off that we're making, mm-hmm. and make sure that we still preserve this quality. And those right. chains that preserve this quality of consumer grade average users being able to run mm-hmm. a full node, that is a more decentralized chain, and that right. is probably important. Better. Yeah. All right, so but yeah, the Solana community knew what you were doing, and they were like, eh. "I think," but they—that's what I was saying. My point was, yeah. it's an unacknowledged trade-off, right? right. So, yeah. so yeah. maybe you could run it if you have fiber in your home, right? Okay, that's great. Will you be able to run it on a mobile phone? 
And now, okay. to be fair, you can't run an Ethereum validator here uh, on a mobile phone yet. Mm -hmm. But that is the end state goal. Right. And Ethereum would be more decentralized if you uh -huh. could run a f like some sort of a full node on a, a phone. Yeah. Anyway, that was not landing. I got absolutely no. ratio destroyed yeah, uh, by that. So, David, what do you think? Did I t did I take the L? Like, what am I wrong about this? Is wait, what's going on? The, I think I think there there's like the big unpacking of just like what it means to be a layer one validator validation of the layer one in this day and age. And I think we probably have to update what that means in this year. Um, but I, I don't want anyone to think that we can have a system that is maximally bankless, maximally user sovereign without that being possible for the end user on consumer level hardware. You need to be able to download a full node and, and we also need to make an episode as to why this is important. Um, the, the way I would summarize like why this is important is that if you cannot do that, then your financial system, you are trusting others to run it for you and maintain it for you. And if we go from like average consumer hardware to just like uh, the guy I was talking to about in, in uh, Solana, like I was like, hey, I want to run a, a Solana validator. He pointed me to a cloud service. Mm. Like, no, 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 no. I want to do it here in my home. Like, I don't want to defer to the cloud. David, uh, you, sound, you sound like such a Bitcoiner right now. Yeah, yeah, big, big, like old school conservative. Crypto but honestly, values. they're right. I mean, they're not like Bitcoiners got a lot of things right. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's uh, how we correct an ideology wrong in execution. All right, I was talking about my feelings. Let's get in your feelings here. Yeah, okay. uh, you're disappointed. Why yeah, are you yeah. disappointed with uh, Chris Berninski? Yeah, who is uh, the context for Chris Berninski? I think Chris Men Berninski mentor is uh, absolutely fantastic. He mm -hmm. actually uh, helped bring me to the space, helped me understand this space. He wrote a book in, I think, 2017 called Crypto Assets that was foundational for pulling me down the rabbit hole. And I've mm -hmm. always viewed him as a mentor and uh, and still yeah. do. Yes. But um, you, you got disappointed with the funhouse mirror reflection yeah. you were you're appearing at on crypto Twitter. Tell me about this. Yes. Uh, so he made this tweet thread. We this is the same tweet thread that he used to started off with the Soul ETH price, which I said is like Chris is like doing a victory lap about um, Soul like going back to pre FTX levels in ETH terms. Um, he makes this tweet thread and in the bottom. Uh, he, he just randomly like invokes us, and I, I can't totally understand why. He goes. This being crypto Twitter, people will want to fight and will likely tag Bankless, as they have been the largest crypto media platform that is consistently bearish Soul. Most media platforms aren't so opinionated and increasingly loud in their bearishness as Soul trades against Ether against their theses. And I'm like, he, I, I feel like he's putting words in my mouth and telling me the actions that I'm going to have, which is ironic because he put this thread out uh, the day before I put out my video with Austin and uh, Anatoly at Solana Breakpoint talking to them. And I'm not being increasingly bearish in, or loud in my bearishness. Like people who are increasingly loud in their bearishness comes from a place of insecurity. That's what, that's what he's saying is like, they're going to be insecure. And so they're going to be loud about that. And I'm like, that's just mm. not what I do. Um, and then he follows up and says, David and Ryan have been good for Ethereum. I liked their content most when they were exclusively a curious up and coming media platform. The bankless brand has every opportunity to be blockchain agnostic, which I have a problem with. And I put that response there, but we don't have enough time in this episode. And most likely we would reach the most number of people if we were. Um, it's actually not what I'm disappointed about, but this is like the context, right? So if you want to go to, go to my, my next, my next uh, picture here. Um, so I put out like the next day in the words of Chris Berniski, here's me being increasingly loud in my bearishness, which is an episode I did with Austin and Anatoly. And then Chris follows up and not the first Solana episode, by the definitely way, definitely not. We've done no, like we've done three like, or four, five. We I do so we do Debates. more non Ethereum uh, content more than the average podcast does. We do so much. 
we do so much non-Ethereum content. Like a lot of Ethereum, Ethereum people, people get don't angry like at it. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So like I I and I kind of like quote tweet Chris saying like here's me being loud and I'm like platforming Anatoly and Austin. And then we continue and and here here's like where I actually get like a little bit here here's where my disappointment comes from, which is like the next the next tweet, um, which is like uh, so Chris I. I published the episode with Anatoly and Austin and I'm like, here's me being loud in my bearishness. And then, and Chris Berniski says, so you believe in soul then? And I respond with, with my like reasoning as to like what I am looking for in soul and why I'm not there yet, which is that there seems to be a big triple point asset size, uh, triple point asset thesis size hole in the Solana thesis. And I'm just saying like- What do you mean? You're just talking about value accrual, basically. A value, like what is, what, what is the thesis behind soul? Because so you can have a lot of transactions per second, right. but it doesn't necessarily mean soul is valuable as a result. Right. The underlying right. token is valuable as a result. Right. And so I'm telling Chris, like there is a hole in my understanding about Solana that I can, have not been able to get over. And then he follows up saying, sounds like you're bearish soul. Good, good luck. I'm like, no, Mr. Mentor, sir, that's not what I was saying. I was saying I am missing information, not that I'm bearish. I said, and that's what I told him. I said, that's not what I said. There's a big fog of war about my ability to understand soul. And then he goes, sounds like Bankless should put out more content about Solana to help people understand then. Glad to hear you're bullish soul. And I'm like, that's also not what I said. And you're doing the thing that Glad like- Glad to hear you're bullish soul versus Ethereum. Ethereum, on the yes, show, specifically be, yeah, versus specific. Ethereum. Yeah. But like the line sounds like Bankless should put out more content on Solana to help people understand then is like the most tiring response that we get from everyone in crypto who is like, hey, David and Ryan, platform my bags. And it's just the timing of Chris doing the, uh, the victory lap tweet thread followed up by David, it's time for you to platform Solana and help people understand them. I was just disappointed in that because I, I think that that is just like, it's a low request. It's like, my bags are filled. Now you platform my bags, please. I, I know that's how I heard. Again, looking at social media, you're looking at a Funhouse mirror representation. It's like, I bet if you, if you met Chris in person, you had this conversation with him. 100%. You'd be able to articulate it and it, like you'd be able to both to have a discussion about it right? and it would be totally normal. I don't think that social media, in particular Twitter, allows the opportunity to have that kind of uh, long form conversation. Mm. So I I mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. But um, what, what about this idea of blockchain agnosticism, David? Like, you know, I, I actually, so I, I just want to, I'm, our philosophy is not to be blockchain agnostic Never because <laughs> if you're blockchain agnostic, it means you have to be agnostic to the set of values that actually underpin this space. Right. And that's not very popular, right? You talk about full nodes, you talk about right. you know values right now. There's a lot of um, nihilism about crypto values, which is like, who cares? Right. Price go up. Right. That's all I care about. I'm not like, here for the values. I'm here. I'm for, not here for the values. Not I don't here, care not about here for the tech. I'm here for the money. How quaint, like full nodes are. And and so it's not it's not necessarily popular, but it's honestly it's um I think it's important and right. it's a it's the thing that gives me meaning. Right. <laughs> like I just well, there's a lot of ways to make money in the world. Uh, for me, it's like XRP is obviously not one of, those. one of them. Yeah, I I just don't want to do it. Right. I just like yes, you could be a trader. You could God bless man. Soul has been a fantastic investment, might continue to be investment in the future. And by the way, I'm not saying it's like 
like morally, ethically bad at all. Like, and I'm not saying it's like XRP, right? Right. But there are chains that are incredibly centralized that you make a lot of money on, uh-huh. but they don't exhibit crypto values. Right. And this is not why I am here. Uh, if if the users cannot be sovereign, then I'm then they're not bankless. Yeah. And I and I, think- I, I think like the difference between like. Ethereum and Solana versus Ethereum and XRP is like the, the difference between Solana and XRP is like massive, right? So like yes. I actually kind of think the difference between Ethereum and Solana is like incremental versus Ethereum and XRP. But like that's the gap that we are operating and discussing is that gap and why and what there is a difference of and what people that you're saying in your tweet are not acknowledging that there is a gap there. So a lot of people see this, David, which is basically like um, bankless mm-hmm. being bearish soul, bullish soul. Right. <laughs> what, 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 what meme are we looking at here? Uh, I had to like re-edit the meme. This is the uh, uh, Homer Simpson from Simpsons, like looking at his schedule and his family is like looking at him. It's like, hey, what's, uh, Homer, what are you going to do? And week one, it's bearish soul. Week two, it's bullish soul. Week three, it's bearish soul. And I and I just thought that was a funny meme because, uh, like, I went to Breakpoint the same way, the same uh, time you put out your big tweet about and needing to uh, users to validate the chain. And yeah. and so like yeah, so it's like we're just confused. We're confusing people about like what is Bankless's position on soul. Like, what is it? Like, are we bullish or like why are we well, paying attention to it? But we're also we're giving it attention, but we're also saying it's insufficient. Like what, what's our deal? Like, well, well, are we, we going to cover Solana in this bull market or are we not? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of different uh, like answers to this. Like there's, there's kind of the, the, the set of cynical answers, which is basically that, um, bankless doesn't talk about soul or insert your blockchain here because we don't have bags right. in these ecosystems or yeah. our bags aren't as big. Right. So it's basically like bankless only talks about, um, their bags, bags, which is right? uh, categorically false. Well, that, that, but, but how can you disprove that? And by right. the way, I don't have, um, big soul bags uh-huh. and most of my, um, like, uh, value is in kind of the ecosystem, uh, of Ethereum. Right. So it's, it's actually like true. And that's because like, right. I'm investing in a thesis. I, right. I just think the, um, you're not talking about this thing because, um, th- they're like, you don't have bags or you have bags that, that you make, you want to talk about some other asset when someone is arguing like that against Bankless or anybody else, it kind of cancels itself out because usually they have bags in the right. ecosystem right. that they are and talking they're about. And so, they're just critiquing you for not having their bags. Yeah, so let's just put the whole bag bias thing aside in that entire um, critique. Um, and uh, I, I think one way to think about it is uh, usage of chains. Plenty of, I don't know if you saw this yeah, this week, David, but yeah, Plenty put together a chains by economic activity um, post. and actually went through... Um, active economic activity and then passive economic activity. So active is basically like the total uh, value of um, settlement. Mm-hmm. Like how much, how many assets have transacted, have moved, have settled on chain. And then passive is like how much value is being secured, economically secured by the chain. So if you actually went by usage in terms of total value, um, uh, tier one that is the like in the double digit billions, Ethereum would be number one. Mm-hmm. So we talk about Ethereum. Tron would be number two. <laughs> so we'd be talking a lot more about Tron, which is interesting because the last time we tried to do content on Tron, we actually got a cease and desist from right. Justin Sun. Right. It's kind of hard to talk about uh, Tron. And then after that would be Bitcoin, followed by Arbitrum, followed by Binance Smart Chain. Yeah. 
Solana would not be in this list. And there would be a few more chains before Solana. Yes. And if we're talking about passive, which is the total value that the chain kind of um, secures, Bitcoin would be number one Mm -hmm. with triple digit billions, Ethereum number two, and then in the double digit billions, it would once again be Tron. Tron secures a whole lot of Tether. People don't realize this, but it's like $40 billion of Tether or something. And then Binance Smart Chain after that. That could be another way to get, like we could give weighting uh, for what we talk about on Bankless on our our bags, which I you know I don't think we do. I think we're more honest than that. Mm-hmm. Um, we could give weighting based on actual usage of the chains mm-hmm. uh, in this way. Um, we could give weighting to whatever the popular crypto narrative is, which again we're talking about Solana this entire episode, so maybe we're doing a little bit of that. Yeah. Or like we could give weighting to where we are curious. Right. And I feel like when we are at our best and when Bankless is uh, at its best, it's actually doing the most of that fourth category. The curious one. Which That's is why what, people listen to us because we are curious and we explore our curiosities. I hope we can preserve that. And to the extent we do, I think that um, people will continue to listen to uh, to, to Bankless and uh, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that it's like curious and, and values-backed are right. the things that at least... I'm trying to optimize for and we right. optimize for in our best moments. Yeah. So that's what I think we should do. Right. I 100% agree. And like, th- this is like kind of the existential crisis that I think it means to be a media company, a, a for profit media company with employees and all of this stuff is that, well, actually, the narrative is good for the views. And like, and so like par- part of my like exploration into Solana Breakpoint was like, is there really a there there? And in the future, if Bankless elects to do Solana content, is it because there's a there there? Or is it because the VCs of crypto and the DGENs of crypto have all identified Solana as a good trade because it's not Ethereum and it's tiny? Well, there's a ne- there's an eyeless take there uh, mm-hmm. too, which is like the only reason you're covering it, David, is to get clicks. Mm, That's right. why you're covering it. Right. 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 So... But also I mean, at the same you, time, like you'd say it's because people are interested. People are having the conversation and right. they're asking the questions that need to be uh, answered. And you, you're curious about it because everyone's talking about it. Right. Like I'm not going to do like Tron content because Tron is so stu- stupid simple. It's like it's Ethereum with EIP 1559 juiced up yeah. with stablecoin yeah. payments. That's yeah. the story. Solana's story also is much we'd get. We'd, we'd, we'd also we'd well. also get a cease and desist from Justin Sun again, um, but also just like that's not what Solana is. Solana has this whole narrative, this whole thesis that is not showed, not proven by its facts and circumstances, the facts of its chain, but is uh, a future statement of what Solana could be, which is a fair thing to believe by its community. So long as we understand that the facts about the chain usage do not support that, and it is all in the future imaginations and aspirations of the community, which I don't want to discount, but the whole idea of like bankless ignoring Solana, I think there's more than enough evidence to say like, hey, I hate this word narrative, dude. I want fundamentals. I want reality. And the whole like Mert reply guy army does it should not dictate what we cover on the podcast. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know if this episode was helpful for anybody else, but I enjoyed it, David. I, we don't I have like these this. conversations I like this. very often. So let's wrap it here, shall uh-huh. we? I think we should, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. None of this has been financial advice, guys. Of course, you know that. You could lose what you put in. This is bankless. We're headed west. This is the frontier. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode and we're glad to be joined with you on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.